Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Welcome, Tiffany Talks listeners. Thank you for joining me today. I have a wonderful guest, Derek Newborn. After being named one of Florida's top personal trainers, Derek Newborn became a published fitness model. The more attention he received, the more self-destructive he became in every aspect of his life. But now he's a health and wellness coach, helping women emotionally to be more successful in their mental and physical health journey. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Derek. Ms. Tiffany, thanks for having me. Happy to be here for sure. I'm happy to have you because I'm really, really intrigued. And I'm sure a lot of the other women on the show are just as intrigued as me. Um, You're a man and you help women. (laughs) Yeah. Can you unpack that? Like, like, I don't know how to ask this in a nice way where it doesn't seem like. (laughs) Trying to call me out. Yeah. Like, um, I want to be like, what makes you feel like you're in a position to help women (laughs) emotionally being a man? Yeah. So the first aspect of of helping women physically transform their body is because I witnessed it firsthand growing up um, being raised by a single single mother. So I firsthand had to witness, you know, her juggling, obviously being a mom, which is a job in itself. Also having to work well over 40 hours a week while trying to keep her own individuality and and um, being social and trying to find a partner and all that. So all that can be overwhelming. And what happens is, you know, trying to juggle all that. I watched my mom slowly lose confidence in herself, become unhappy with the way she looked. And that started altering how she, how she went through life, how she started showing up as a mom, depression came in, then she wasn't comfortable wearing certain outfits. And then she became uncomfortable meeting people. She had such low self-esteem all while trying to keep me on the right path and keep my head above water. So that's what um, my fitness program is all based around essentially women that are going through divorce with kids, because what we do is um, instead of adding more to a woman's plate, we have a removal process where we help them remove what, what no longer serves them because they have very little time to work out. They rarely are able to follow, you know, the ideal diet. So we just, we just come up and support them and start removing things um, from their life that no longer serve them. So they feel a little less burden, have a little more support, support. So that, that's um, why I work with women from the physical um, aspect. I really, really appreciate that. Um, So you have firsthand experience. I mean, You have a PhD in firsthand life experience. So that yeah. there you go. You answered that question. You are qualified. <laughs> yeah. And then um, and and to be to be honest, 
women are the most preyed upon inside the fitness industry through, you know, social media, through commercials, through it's very salesy and women are, are, are preyed upon. So I try to, I try to block that from them if I can. That's, that's kind of the second tier of why, why I work with women specifically. That's very commendable. I know there's a lot of um, unrealistic images out there and I resonated as a mom of three and what you were saying, I have those moments where it's like, you don't look good in an outfit, things like that. And, and I've come far in my healing journey. So I can attest to having um, mental, you know, focus on your mental health and your physical health, because when you feel good physically, as well as mentally, you just show up differently. And I'm sure you notice that in your clients, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. Cause you know, there's, there's no question as a mother, every mother would die for their kids. Right. I watched my mom almost do that. Right. We want each mother to actually live for their kids. Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 the, that's the whole purpose behind it is we, wow. we know that you'll go to the ends of the earth for them. We want you to go to the ends of the earth for you also. That's so beautiful. Like that really just touched my heart because I'm a mama. So it's like, oh, but yeah, I get no, that. No. <laughs> it reminds me of the uh, whole um, oxygen mask thing that you yes. got to take care of yourself first, because when you take care of yourself, then you show up better for your children. You're a better mom mentally and physically. You know, you can actually go swimming or go, you know, on a hike or a run or whatever your children want to do, especially a boys. They're yeah. active. I got three boys. <laughs> oh, so you're well aware. You're well aware. No doubt. Yeah. I think I kind of lucked out because they kind of keep me on my feet because they're boys and they're so active. So it yeah. kind of helps. God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to know if you'd be willing to share a little bit more about this self-destructive phase in a way that might resonate with some of the listeners that maybe they're going through their own self-destructive phase right now. Yeah. So, um, like, as, as you mentioned, I got success, um, fitness model world, um, social media and all that. Um, and as I was getting more successful inside, I was becoming more and more sad and depressed because depression runs on both sides of my family. Um, but I wasn't, I wasn't ready to admit that I was depressed because from the outside, I had everything that I wanted, the body, the relationship, the career and all that. Um, and it was eating, eating me up inside. And so instead of acknowledging it, I was just self-sabotaging. I was cheating on my girlfriend as much as possible. I was just using and, um, you know, emotionally abusing everyone for the sake of making myself look good, like very, very narcissistic. Um, right. And over, over time, more self-sabotage and every time I would self-sabotage, it never felt good, but I did. And I couldn't figure out why I kept doing that, kept hurting essentially everybody in my life that, that I, that I loved. Um, and obviously people can only put up with so much of that behavior before everybody, everybody walks away. Um, and once everybody walked away, things got really bad um, because I was literally felt like I was living two different lives on the outside and on the inside. Um, and that led to two suicide attempts. Um, and from overcoming those attempts was essentially my rock bottom and 
once I was at rock bottom, there was nobody else to use and abuse, nobody to point fingers at, nobody to blame for my behavior. And that's how I started taking extreme ownership of the person I was, the narcissistic behavior, the infidel infidelity, all the hurt and damage that I caused. And from there, I was able to start to rebuild myself once I took extreme ownership. And that's what that without, unfortunately, without me hitting rock bottom, none of this would be um, possible. Yeah, <clears throat> I can resonate with that. It's just, you know, it's, it's just heartbreaking, you know, because I'm sure, you know, like, don't you wish that for other people that they wouldn't have to get to that rock bottom to yeah. wake up, to want to change, to realize, to, you know, all those things. But sometimes I think, I don't know, why do you think, why do you think some people just, they have to hit that rock bottom? Um, I think, I think they have to get to their version of rock bottom. I think we all have our own versions of rock bottom for some people. It's a divorce or separation. Some people it's a massive loss or some people it's, it's suicide attempts. I think we all have a breaking point. And what happens is essentially, you know, we get depressed, which just means that our soul and our human body are out of alignment and it's our soul telling us that we can't live like this live like this anymore and i think in today's society it's harder and harder to be that transparent that you are struggling or that you feel a certain way or your mental health is way off or you know you're indulging in a lot of self-sabotage right because it, it's it's very hard for somebody to admit that so the only way you can go is down from there until you're ready yeah. to admit it and um you know, part of my part of my program, the life coaching program is helping people start to acknowledge and take ownership like I did before they get to the rock bottom place. So we try to create a place that somebody can come and literally say, I've been doing A, B and C or I feel A, B and C and I just need I need help. And they can get the help without mm -hmm. me telling them you shouldn't have done A, B or C or you need to be. A, B, or C. It's about ownership. And then you can rebuild from there. I agree with that. Not pointing out <clears throat> what people did wrong because yeah. that I feel like that just makes them crawl back into their shell. They're already shameful and, and feeling guilt. So yeah, exactly. So build them up, show them. Okay. Yeah. You did this. Everybody has that. Okay. Now let's look forward, right? Let's look forward exactly. to what you can do and basically build exactly. and lift them up. I love that. I love that. Um, I was also reading here about that you were actually, you've been a teenage father. Yes, I had, my son was born when I was 16. I actually, um, me and his mother, we dated for about three months in high school, broke up. And then on my 16th birthday, which was about four weeks later after we broke up, I found out that I was going to be a father on my 16th birthday. And then he was, yeah. he, he was born that year, but yeah. Yeah. Been wow. through that whole journey. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, having a child, I think no matter what age is challenging, but as a teen, when you're still growing, that's, that's pretty challenging. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta grow up fast. You gotta figure, <laughs> you gotta figure things out real quick. hundred percent. And that's commendable that you did that. Um, okay. And I, I imagine the construction working was your way of manning up and supporting yeah yeah construction um and then while i was in high school i would i would um 
work at the grocery store in the afternoons and then work the midnight shift till um, 2 a.m. and then go home, take a nap and then go to school. And I was playing basketball and all that. But you know how it is once you have a kid, it's game time. They're, they're everything. I, I agree. <clears throat> they really are everything. Um, you know, you mentioned about the narcissism. And I really wanted to address that because I know there's a lot of people in this world that believe that there's just simply no way that you can actually heal from narcissism. They believe that there's no way to come back from that. What is your take on that? How did you come out of that narcissism hole, if you will, that you were in? Like when people say, you know, uh, once a narcissist, always a narcissist, you can't heal from it. It's kind of, if you re replace the word narcissist with like alcoholic or drug addict, like you would never go to a drug addict and be like, you're never going to change. Right. Right. So I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <Some right. people. laughs> most people, most people wouldn't. Right. Or like, it, you know, you're an alcoholic, whatever it may be. So that's, that's immediately, it, it, it pains me a little bit. Second, the only way for a narcissist to ever change is they have to take extreme ownership because it it's very easy and comfortable for a narcissist just to move on right once they get found out or exposed they can always just move on to the next next victim right when i was at rock bottom i knew that i was physically ill i was mentally ill and i had nobody around me that i loved so i knew if i continued on that path that's how it was going to end so I made the choice to start rebuilding myself to the man that I knew I was designed to be because I was always feeling inside that I was out of alignment. So I was already at the bottom. There's no one in my life. So really the only way I can go is up from there. So the first step was I had to acknowledge and speak out loud all the things I'd done. And then from there, figure out why, why I did those things. And once I started working back through my life and seeing how much abandonment kept showing up in my life, then I was able to put the pieces together and be like, okay, I was essentially trying to, my ego was trying to protect me from ever being abandoned. This is why I looked out, looked out for number one. And then from there, once you realize it was all my fault, it gave me hope because I knew I was, I've been in control of my life this whole time. And then from there, the narcissism stuff fades away because I have a new version of myself. But if, if you don't hit that rock bottom, you just move on. You're going to continually stay a narcissist so that it's, it's hard and, and rare for narcissists to change, but it's definitely not impossible. I don't think anything's impossible for anyone. Uh. That deserves a mic drop right there. I love that you said that because I, I think that's true. There's where there's hope, you know, there's possibility like that you can do anything you really set your mind. So I know that's so cliche, right? But I truly believe that. And you're you're living proof of that. So I hope everybody out there listening, you know, takes that to heart. Like even if you have narcissistic traits, you know, no matter what it is, I mean, fill in the blank. Like you mentioned, yeah. it could be alcoholism. It could be drug abuse. It could be anything, you know, whatever yeah. it is, you know, if you just have the will, I think that that's what it is. It's that willpower because you mentioned that you had to basically admit all of your faults. That's mm -hmm. a difficult thing to do. It's very challenging. I mean, yeah. even in my moments, 
when something new came about during my healing journey, it was like a slap in the face. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm like that. I didn't know that. And I would like cry because it, it actually hurt my feelings because I didn't, sometimes you don't even realize yeah. you are a certain way or you behave a certain way or think a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of that comes from, from trauma. Would you agree? Yeah. You, 99% of the time it comes from usually some form of childhood trauma is where it all is, is where it all starts. And that's, that's where, where mine started around the age seven was the first experience with abandonment. And then all the way up to my early twenties, um, when I went through a divorce after that, it was, it was literally like a light switch. And I just subconsciously committed to looking out for number one, that I'll never be abandoned again. So I'll use this person and I'll have this person on standby because I know this person's going to leave me because I've experienced it. Yeah. And that, and you know, once, once you kind of have some insight on your behavior, it's a, it, it gives you a little boost in like, okay, you're not, you're not the worst person ever on earth. <laughs> I resonate. I resonate. <laughs> and, and this just goes to prove why mental health and physical health both, both go hand in hand. You really can't have one without the other. Would you agree? A hundred percent. And that's a huge aspect of our, our program, because again, I have firsthand knowledge with, you know, narcissistic behavior. So a lot of women, like I said, in our program are, are going through divorce or, or trauma from their partner or whatever. So part of the coaching is I'm able to give them firsthand knowledge from a toxic male's side. So helping them guide them how to create boundaries, how to remove that person um, from their life, how to overcome triggers and trauma that they've experienced. So I just try to use all my firsthand knowledge um, and put it into the coaching system. I think that is really, really powerful what you just said. And that just, you know, makes you that much more intriguing to want to work with, at least from my perspective, a female perspective, because of what you just said that you have that unique perspective um, of being, you know, in that toxic mental state. So yeah. you're better able to help women understand if they're in those types of relationships. I yeah. love that. I think that's amazing. Um, man, <laughs> where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. uh, women yeah. are, are lucky to have you because that is a big deal. And I see it all over the place, all over social media. A lot of women having so many issues, um, you know, with their partners. And I think, you know, I think that stems also too from mental health. You know, you're getting into these relationships. You, If you have low self-esteem, you're kind of just settling or this or yeah. that. And and I just, I really like that you're doing that. Thank I, you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm always, um, I just use, I use my transparency um, as, as much as possible because usually, you know, some, some of the women, they, they want their boyfriend or husband to change, right? They think they, they think they can make them change. And it goes back to the same thing, right? In order for that person to change, they have to get to their rock bottom. So even if that woman does want a life with their partner, the only way to ever get that dream life and that man to heal or transform, you have to step away. And that's like keeping those keeping those trauma bonds will just keep both of you guys in the same in the same <laughs> place. 
And that's one of the most powerful um, things that women in our program do is, is they start standing on their own and creating their own, own identity. And then they're able to see what actually they want and what they deserve and all that. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I had to learn the hard way. I tried to change my husband for too many years. And then when I finally snapped and woke up, started focusing on me, I call it that I started pouring all of my precious energy into myself. Mm -hmm. Then he eventually followed suit and started changing on his own. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That's exactly, it's exactly what, um, that that's happened so many times in our program where wife and husband are separated in limbo and then, you know, like you said, if you start investing in yourself and becoming your best version, now you give your partner the option to either meet you at your vibration level or they'll fall away. Either way, what's supposed to happen will happen as long as you're investing in yourself. And you're better off for it, whether you're with them or they fall off. You're still right. in a prime position. Exactly. So you benefit either way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's it's a great thing to to see when woman takes ownership and starts becoming her flawless, most beautiful form. Oh, I love that. Speaking of that, can you share with this one of your, I'm sure you have a few, but can you just pick one, like a really, um, one of your favorite success stories? One of my favorite success stories of my, of my clients. Yes, of helping a woman who was just came to you and maybe yeah. she was at a rock bottom, I don't know, and how you just saw her flourish and change and transform. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, my client, Crystal, um, we had several conversations back and forth through Zoom because she wanted to join the program, but she was so insecure, didn't think she could do it. Um, mm. I think she might even hung up on one zoom call cause she just freaked out and stuff. Um, so over a period of months, she finally joined the program. She joined the very basic, um, fitness program and she started seeing great results with, with that. She lives in a um, small town in Alabama and she created such physical transformation. She became like this fitness inspiration in her community. And then she came into the life coaching program. And at that point, um, she was separated from her, from her husband, through the life coaching program. We went through, went through the process of ownership, getting her to vibrate at higher frequencies that in turn, her husband got his own coach and started investing in himself. Now their marriage is better than ever. And now she's actually a leader in her community and, is doing paid speaking gigs all over her community. And now she's actually an assistant coach inside my program because she's gone through it. So just like I have firsthand experience, she's an assistant coach and now she's helping women inside the program as well. And she's just, she's, she's been in magazines, photo shoots, all kinds of speaking engagements. It's, it's amazing. That's very inspiring because if you just think that, if she had not taken that jump and that step, she would still be way back there instead yeah. of living up to her full potential. I mean, look at the impact that she's making with everything that you just said. Yeah. And it's almost like we have a responsibility to be the best versions of ourselves because then we're able to help 
the world. We're able to help other people. Like you said, she's now able to help her community. Like how amazing is that? And if she hadn't done that, then these people that she's been helping wouldn't be getting the help that they probably so desperately need. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it's amazing because she was literally in hiding mentally. She was hiding in pictures behind her kids because she didn't like the way she looked to now doing all these professional photo shoots. Um, and like I said, she's just she's inspired so many women. She's just a leader in her community. It's it's amazing. That's beautiful. <clears throat> Man. So all you ladies out there, you you want to get in touch with uh Derek. I'm gonna put his um Instagram handle down here so you can reach out to him and message him. But before I let you go, Derek, I wanted to know what you would say to the woman that's listening to you right now, that maybe she's at a rock bottom or maybe she's just, you know, floating around lost. And she's like this person that you just mentioned, um, your success story. Maybe there's somebody that's out there and maybe they just need a little push to make that jump or some inspiration, just anything you could give to that person listening right now. Yeah. So usually women at rock bottom, they feel like life is like passing them by. Right. I feel like they're getting left, left behind. Like they're looking out of a window. So life isn't a window. Life is actually a mirror. So the moment Mm -hmm. you can face yourself and take ownership of where you're at right now, is the moment you get to control the rest of your rest of your life. So the overwhelm, the depression, the insecurities, acknowledge them, take ownership of them, and then let's move forward. It doesn't have to be that way anymore. Wow. That was really powerful what you said about the mirror. It's not a window. Life is not a window. It is a mirror. That's yeah. beautiful. Thank you so much, Derek, for coming on today. It was a pleasure. And I know the women out there that are going to reach out to you are just going to have an amazing time with you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. And to all you listeners out there, we will see you on the next episode. Take care.